We are just 28 days away from the NFL draft. At least that's what is scheduled at the moment in April 23rd. But it's Thursday, March 26th, and we are less than a month away from the draft. And this may be the new norm going up into the draft. We are remote here on the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Jeff Cavanaugh is in Casa de la Cavanaugh. You've got David Hellman in the Hellman house. You've got Kevin Turner in KT Fun Apartment or whatever his thing is, KT Fun Layer. And then now I'm in the Yeoman's Cave. So we're glad you're with us here on the draft show. And it's a new norm, but we're going to bring you our first mock draft here of 2020. And guys, I'm excited to get things started with all of you. And it's a little bit odd not having you guys sitting across the table in the SWBC Mortgage Studios, but I will have to say, Jeff, I'm glad that you're feeling better and you're not coughing about five feet away from us either. <coughs> Sorry? Um, nice. Oh, there it is. Uh, <coughs> well, I will say that I'm glad that we're not together because Dave doesn't shower enough. So. Uh, I showered right before I came on this show, I'll have you know. Uh, I did not. Quarantine has not changed my cleanliness habits. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. KT, how are you doing down in that, that bottom right-hand corner? I'm doing great. I just feel weird that everyone else has uh, pretty awesome backgrounds, and I have these uh, these shades back here. I'm just keeping my apartment closed. I don't like uh, for people to see what I'm up to in my tiny apartment. Uh, because, like, it's really boring when you watch me at night watching uh, Day 3 uh, Draft Prospects. <laughs> that's basically what your your entire apartment would i guess consist of i guess at, at a late t hour like that but uh before we get into the mock draft which we will do picks one through 32 over the course of this show let's start things off talking about a former draft prospect one that was drafted in 2013 and a recent retiree in travis frederick and uh, i know each of us have had different platforms to kind of talk about this uh, a little bit, but I kind of wanted to ask you guys in a draft sense, how much does this elevate the need that Travis Frederick, a five-time Pro Bowler, has now retired and now he is moving on to better things beyond football, but what kind of need does this elevate for the Dallas Cowboys? Dave, we'll start with you. I'll be honest with you, I would be wildly disappointed if it elevated anything. Um, you know, if the Cowboys were to spend better than like a day three pick on a center because of this decision, it seems knee jerky to me. Uh, you re-signed Joe Looney last week. You obviously, you drafted Connor McGovern, which a year ago people didn't know what they were going to do with him. Uh, well, turns out when you draft best player available, these things just kind of fall into place. And then you've got Connor Williams, you've got Adam Redman. I mean, there are a lot of options for guys that can slide into the center spot. And, you know, maybe it won't work out and you can draft a guy later, but, you know, people talking about Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan and Lloyd Cushenberry out of LSU, uh, I just I can't imagine the Cowboys need to draft a center in the first three rounds. It seems, it seems awfully panicky to me. KT? Well, I think uh, the good news is, you know, the rest of the offensive line is intact. 
And, you know, maybe we're rolling the dice a little bit on Tyron Smith's health, but, you know, I think you feel good about what you have with Lyle Collins at right tackle. You feel great about what you have with Zach Martin. And then you just let Connor, uh, Connor Williams, you let Connor McGovern, and you let Joe Looney just go fight it out in camp and you figure out who's going to play where. Um, so I, I think it's uh, it's one of those things that's exciting. Connor Williams may be in a position where, hey, man, you can either go win left guard or you can go be the swing tackle or you could be the center. Like, he's got a big uh, a camp coming up, and that's for McCarthy and the offensive coaching staff to figure out. But, like, there's no one there at 17 in the first round that you're going to you're not going to want to draft a center there. You're really not a great draft for interior offensive linemen in general. So, you know, I think you wait wait until day three, and maybe if, if you feel the need or find a player that you like and he falls to you, uh, you know, in round four, round five, then, then that's fine to go ahead and draft a guy and add to the depth. But yeah, don't go reaching for a center right now. You've played without Travis Frederick before. Uh, recently, you, you can do it again. All right, Jeff. Your right tackle makes more than $10 million a year. Your left tackle makes more than $10 million a year. Your right guard makes more than $10 million a year. If you have to throw more resources at the offensive line to make it work, you got a problem. Uh, I think Connor McGovern – remember, Connor McGovern had a higher draft grade from this team than Tristan Hill did. So yeah. they, made one, yep. they made one reach pick, and obviously they missed on that. Hopefully there's a lesson learned. Then they made one best player available pick on Connor McGovern, and hopefully that turns into a lesson learned that he's able to step in. It's unfortunate that he had to basically redshirt last year and do nothing, but I would fully expect that a guy who started 14 games at Penn State at center that he had a second-round grade on can beat out Joe Looney in camp and be the starting center. You should be able to get by with three $10 million guys, uh, a second-round pick, and a third-round pick on your offensive line, and if you can't, you got bigger problems. I completely like agree, and I think it's it's kind of tough looking at it, though, from Connor McGovern's standpoint, because that's a guy who didn't practice a whole lot last year, if barely at all. He just wasn't necessarily healthy, so his health going into 2020 is a big question mark for me. Dave, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I just was agreeing with Jeff, absolutely. I mean, it's cool that they had so many first-round picks on their offensive line, but it's hardly necessary, or it shouldn't be at least. Well, with all of this being said, it's it's a little sad to see Travis Frederick move on, but at the same time, what a legend and what he's been able to do in his six healthy seasons. He made five Pro Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys, so uh, definitely something that the Cowboys are going to miss and some production that they're going to have to fill. But let's go ahead and move on to our first ever or first draft mock draft this year for the DallasCowboys.com draft show. And here's how things are going to kind of shape up in terms of how we're going to do this. We're each going to be the GM of this potential or of these specific franchises as we take a look at the mock draft order between the four of us. You've got David Hellman. He's going to have the first pick, so he can go ahead and select his guy, Joe Burrow. He can have that and, uh, of course, be able to flaunt the fact that he picked Joe Burrow. But he's also got pick 17 with the Dallas Cowboys. Just the way that this worked out, KT ends up having like half of the trades that have happened in the first round or more than half of the trades that have happened. 
Jeff Cavanaugh goes third, and then he will go around the, the order. One of the most intriguing picks that he has on the board is pick number seven with those Carolina Panthers, and then I'll go fourth. It's going around the table. It was originally going to go around the table like it was in the SWBC Mortgage Studio, so it's a little bit jumbled up with us being in these different boxes, but this is how the mock draft is going to start. We're going to do one through ten first. We'll take a break after pick ten, but David... We're going to go ahead and put you on the clock. The Cincinnati Bengals are ready to select, and I'm just dying to know exactly who you're going to pick. Well, you can be facetious all you want, Kyle. I actually, like, I approached this whole thing. By this point in the draft process, I'm, I'm bored of all the mock drafts because for the most part, you're seeing the same stuff, and, and rightfully so, obviously. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, is there something Cincinnati can do besides draft Joe Burrow? And short of trading out of the pick, which we're, we're not going to be doing trades in this mock draft. We're just we're worried about getting way in the weeds. I guess we can we can talk about the potential, but unless Cincinnati gets offered like a king's ransom, there's no way this can't be Joe Burrow. Uh, they need help on their offensive line, but they drafted an offensive tackle 11th overall last year, Jonah Williams. They'll get him back. They have other picks they can use to address that. And not to mention, like, I just think the fan base would riot. So it's it's boring, but I just feel like unless somebody offers them everything for the pick, it is Joe Burrow. That's who I'm picking. LSU quarterback, number one overall. You got it. You kind of scared me for a little bit. I thought you might have actually gone out there and, and made if uh, I could a talk, trade here. If I could, If I could talk myself into it, I would. Um, but I don't – I mean, what would a team have to give up to get that pick? You know, if Miami wants to offer all their first-round picks to get up from number five, is that enough? Maybe. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it just makes too much sense for Cincinnati to make this pick. So is there any possibility, and I'll bring in KT and Jeff on this as well, but is there any any possibility that maybe one of these teams that needs a quarterback and needs one in, in dire straits goes up and tries to, to give that King's ransom to Cincinnati? I think there's a chance, but I, I, I don't know if you know Cincinnati's even going to play that game. I think with the uncertainty of Tua's you know, medicals, and it's going to be really hard to know how teams feel about that. If it's not Burrow for them, what is it? You know, They're obviously done with Andy Dalton. Like It's, it's time to go ahead. So I, I think you're Cincinnati. You just sit there and take it. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, the, if you are doing a full rebuild, the smart thing is to do is put that thing on the table and see how many picks you can get back for it. But I think they're pretty confident. I think Joe Burrow is going to be the clear highest-graded quarterback in this draft because of Tua's medicals as, as part of all that thing. So uh, I, I think there's a very, very limited chance that the Bengals don't take uh, Joe Burrow. Okay, so with that all kind of laid out, now Joe Burrow's the only one off the board. KT, you're up next with the Washington side of things and now you've got two of the next three picks and NFC East rivals for the Dallas Cowboys these are guys you're going to see twice a year who you got for the the Washington Redskins at pick number two what I personally would do is I would take Tua if his medicals were good but I don't no I'm not going to do what I think I'm going to do what I think is going to happen Ron Rivera no, Jack. no, no, no. We need to establish the ground rules. Is this a predictive I, mock draft, or is this you are the GM? Because I heard you are the you GM. This is you are the GM. This is GM mode. This <laughs> isn't predicting what's happening. This is if you were the GM of these specific franchises, 
who are you taking? And KT, you, you kind of lean that way. Is this going to change Wait, things or not? Can you show me the X-rays on Tua? Don't be a coward, KT. Well, if we're playing if we're playing Criteria Bowl right now, then tell me what the the Tua medicals are. Man he up, looked, bro. He looked. What are really the medicals? Good. He looked really good throwing in that Twitter video the other day. Did yeah. I, I look good out in my backyard throwing. Yeah, I don't have Man a backyard. Up, make um, the pick or don't make the pick. Chase Young across from Montez Sweat in a 3-4 situation for Washington. Chase Young from Ohio State is who the Redskins pick for Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. Ah, so he went away from it. So two is still on the board, and the Lions are up next. And uh, Is there any real – legitimacy of the Redskins even looking at Tua, even if he is healthy at that point? Or are they... they should be. I think there should be 100%. There was 100% legitimacy to that. It's a new it's a new coaching staff. It's an, you know, it's an entirely different regime. It's an owner who's got a reputation for doing what he wants. I think it's totally legit, but I honestly... I called KT a coward, but I don't disagree with him. Like, just take the very safe, very definitely going to be productive defensive end and you can figure no, out. No, KT's about. a coward. He should have taken two. He's a coward. Yeah, it's I'm a coward. Like, it's not like Dwayne Haskins' career is, is over. Like, I would rather I'd rather work with him and have Chase Young than add a potentially unhealthy Tua to my roster. I'm the coward of the county. Have fun, boys. Whatever. Coward! <laughs> Alright, Jeff, you're next. Are you going to be a coward or are you going to see what the Lions do at pick number three? We're thinking. Please hold. Um, thinking. So, yeah, what we're going to do is pretty simple. We're Turn the card in. We're going to rail against the tyranny and oppression that's happening in this mock draft that's forcing us to take our guy at three when really we're going to take our guy at five because we're going to trade with Miami. They're going to come up and take Tua, and I'm going to take Jeff Okuda at five. But we've banned trade, so I have to take – South Grand Prairie Zone, Jeff Okuda, corner Ohio State at number three. Ah, so back-to-back Ohio State guys. And, yeah, we did ban trades, but at the same time we can talk about uh, just how likely they are. And I think this is probably the most likely spot for a team to come up. Yeah, that's right? 100. That's 100% that the Dolphins or the Chargers are going to pick at number three and then yeah. the Lions are going to pick Okuda at either five or six. As, as the, the person who – Ooh, all the way up from number nine, huh? With what? I mean, they've got some draft, draft capital. capital to do so. They got Gardner Minshew, yeah, they have, bro. They have, what? Fourteen picks? Yeah. No, I mean that's that's not a that's not a bad point. They got Gardner Minshew. Are you really bro. are you really sold on Gardner Minshew though? I'm, they're sold enough that they are trying to get rid of a twenty million dollar quarterback that they overpaid for no reason. They believe. Are you sure that's believe. for Gardner Minshew? Or are you sure that's not because they're trying to trade up and draft a quarterback? Well, yeah, yeah, you're not trying to trade a guy before you know if you can trade up to draft a guy. You got to know that you got that in the bank. Feels like they're starting over. Feels like they're trying to lose a bunch of games this year, and and that's my opinion. I could see that 100%. And, I mean, the tank for Trevor thing is legitimate as well. Good luck. The the Panthers are going to be some pretty tough competition there. They're coming after Trevor Lawrence. Our two expansion teams from the 90s. Go get it. (laughs) As far as expensive draft picks go, the the Jags have pick 9, pick 20, pick 42, pick 73. They also have Yannick Ngakwe, who could probably fetch you something in a trade too. 
I don't know if that's as appealing as what Miami has to offer, but I, yeah. it's theoretically possible. Miami has 5, 18, and 26. As the person that holds the Dolphins' number five pick, I can just say that if trades were possible in this mock, I would be going up to three to get to us. So I think Jeff is 100% right. I co-sign as the guy who holds the Dolphins' 18th and 26th pick. <laughs> Boom! Let's go! But no trades because it's confusing for the listener. Okay, so oh, with that being Done. said, the, the Dolphins are going to end up getting two attack by Ola in this draft anyways, just for the, the sole sake of the fact that I've got the fourth pick and the New York Giants who could go offensive tackle here, and I think there's a really high chance they go offensive tackle here, but because I'm the GM, I'm picking Isaiah Simmons out Good of Clemson pick. and Good taking pick. Simmons off the board at number four. That's a linebacking core that needs some help. It's not their number one need, but he's the best player at oh. pick number four by far, at least in my mind, and so I'm taking Simmons at four for the Giants. You did poor, the right thing. Poor Daniel Jones. Damn, oh my I, God. Yeah. I would have guessed Makai Becton or Tristan Wirfs. I like the pick, though. You did the right really thing. Do. You did the right thing, Yeoman. You did the right there thing. Too, there are gonna... too many good tackles in this draft. You can get a solid guy in, in the, the second round, and you look at what the Giants have uh, overall in their in their draft overall. They've got 36, so they're picking a couple just right at the beginning of the second round. They're going to get a solid tackle at pick number two. So I think at, at four, fourth overall, I think there's definitely a chance that they, they go up and maybe take a chance on a guy like Simmons. I agree with you on that because if you look at it, I mean, look, Cam Fleming is going to be their starting tackle. But uh, if you ask me the question, do you want a good offensive tackle in this draft or do you want the best offensive tackle in this draft, I would look at you and go, who's the best offensive tackle in this draft? I'm not sure it's clear cut and you know, who that is. I mean, I have, uh, I have Wills graded higher than any other tackle, but I don't. I can't tell you that I feel a, a lot better than about him than I do Tristan Wirfs from Iowa or Becton from Louisville. Like, yeah, you know, but the so, thing is, is you're mentioning a lot of guys that won't be there the next time the Giants pick. Like, there's going to yeah. be a run. There's mm-hmm. going to be a run on tackles. There could be as many as like six taken in the first round. Absolutely. And we're probably going to see a couple of those coming up over the next couple of moments. So, with that being said, let's go to. Pick number six, or pick number five, rather. Go, Dave. You no, got it with the you Dolphins. Go, you, can, you can go straight to six. We're not going to over-talk this. I fully agree with Jeff. Like Either Miami or the Chargers is going to pick at three. I feel very confident saying that. But for the purposes of this, is sitting there at five for the Dolphins, and that's who they take fifth overall. Tua Tungavailoa. Same for me. Six. I, I'm six with the Chargers. I'll take Justin Herbert off the board right there. So back-to-back oh. quarterbacks after three straight picks with no quarterbacks, and that sets up the Carolina Panthers. This is one of my most intriguing picks because there are so many ways that you could go here, Jeff, and I'm intrigued as to how you're actually going to attack it. Well, me and thinking man here, we are considering Jordan Love. We're mm. thinking about it. Only Even though is, you still got Teddy Bridgewater? Listen, I'm not a Teddy guy. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. We're drafting Derek Brown, defensive tackle Auburn. Oh! Why'd you sound okay. so sad about that? Okay. 
Because I'm drafting a nose tackle at number seven overall, but he's a freak. We'll take him. We'll be all right. The best player available fits the biggest need of the Panthers, so yeah. pick Derek Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I wanted Isaiah Simmons. I wanted I wanted Kyle to screw up and pick an offensive tackle. I wanted Isaiah Simmons. Sorry, Sorry buddy. but I am going to take Sorry. an offensive tackle with my next pick. Thank you. The Arizona Cardinals at eight. Now, I will say this is another spot where Miami could trade up if they didn't want to take a quarterback at five and they wanted to maybe see how things played out in the front seven picks. I don't think that's likely by any means. But if for some reason that happens, I mean, the draft is crazy, I think the Cardinals would be probably the next spot that you could start looking at maybe a quarterback or a team to trade up for a quarterback like a Jordan Love. But with that being said, with no terms of quarterback or in terms of uh, nobody trading, rather, I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa at pick number eight for the Arizona Cardinals. I like it. You know, they they had to, I was surprised that they did not invest in the offensive line last year in the draft, mm-hmm. and they took a bunch of wide receivers, uh, which I wasn't surprised that Kingsbury did that, but I, I really thought they were going to try to get Kyler Murray some more help. Uh, they have to do that this year. I mean, I think if Derek Brown's there, I think they, they might lean that direction, but offensive mm-hmm. uh, line help has to happen for the Cardinals. They need to help Kyler out as much as he can. So I, I love that pick right there, Kyle. That's All right, so final two picks before we take a break. Oh, go ahead, Dave. No, it's just it's an interesting thought that, you know, if you can let go of the idea of the Dolphins going after a quarterback in the top five, not saying they will, but they could draft the best offensive tackle available. They need yeah. that. They need that badly, and they could still make a run at Jordan Love. That is, the, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the type of ability you have when you have three first-round picks. That's, that's an interesting thought for sure. All right, Dave, who you got with the Jags at pick number nine? Bro, look, like, the Jags' draft needs freak me the hell out. because, Like, they need everything. Like, you just – they need – I mean, maybe Gardner Minshew is the guy, but they could use a quarterback. They need offensive linemen. They got rid of both of their premier corners in the past year, Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boue. Um, Yannick Ngagwe doesn't seem like he wants to be in Jacksonville, so that's not great. Um, they just – don't have much of anything, which is crazy because they were so loaded like two years ago. So, Derek Brown's off the board. That's who I was eyeing. <laughs> I'm sitting here. So, I mean, you know, other than offensive tackles, I think your best value here is defender. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to bum myself out. You're taking CJ Anderson. I'm going to draft C.J. Henderson ninth overall to the Oh, my God. Because wow. I, think, I, think we're, I think we might be kidding ourselves even talking about C.J. as an option for the Cowboys, honestly. Because you turn on the tape and you see a very, very good man-to-man corner, and then he goes to the combine and runs a 4-3-9 at 6-1-2-0-5. That just isn't normal. And I'm, I'm not saying he's, like, on Okuda's level, but... It's a premier position. It's one of you know. It's one of the big five money makers in the NFL, and those guys don't fall to 17. So I'm not going to be shocked if C.J. Henderson really does go this high. I got him going ninth overall. Wow, this, this is really kind of the area though where you're really going to start seeing all these Cowboys targets start going off the board. You're going to see a, a Kinlaw, a Henderson, 
uh, and really anybody else that the Cowboys have really looked at, a chase on, those guys are going to start flying off the board between picks nine and pick 17, and that's really going to be the the telltale sign of where the Cowboys are going to go. Now, final pick before we take a break. KT, you got the Cleveland Browns on the clock. Yeah, we're late, so I'll be quick. Offensive tackle Jedrick Wills of Alabama. They just signed Conklin in free agency at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Wills will come in and play left tackle. And uh, you've immediately turned a weakness into a strength in one offseason. The Browns are going to help Baker out. Jedrick Wills, OT, Alabama, my number one graded offensive tackle. I think that's a, a magnificent pick, especially with the way that they – struggled with the offensive line last year they've got some skills positions there they need to strip the defense but i think offensive line still reigns king as the top draft need now jeff is on the clock the new york jets are next but before he makes that pick we're going to step aside when we come back we've got picks 11 through 20 which includes the dallas cowboys at pick 17 so don't go anywhere we'll be back in a minute here on the dallascowboys.com draft show I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too right above the subway well i bet you don't even notice it after the that's my neighbor angus a deal that's just okay is not okay get a great deal with america's best network come into an at&t store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for zero dollars down based on gws1 score september 2019 this is the dallascowboys.com draft show Back here from our each and an individual remote locations, the DallasCowboys.com draft show, mock draft number one, a live first round mock draft. And so far, the top 10 picks have been taken care of. The Bengals at pick one took Joe Burrow. Chase Young went to the Redskins at two. Jeffrey Okuda goes to the Lions at pick three. Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson, goes to the Giants at four. Dolphins take Tua at five. Justin Herbert followed him up in a back-to-back quarterback's uh, as the Chargers took him at pick number six. Seven was Derek Brown out of Auburn. The Cardinals take Tristan Wirfs out of 
excuse me, out of Iowa. And then the Jaguars take the C.J. Henderson pick off the board for the Dallas Cowboys, and the Browns take Jedrick Wills. So my camera fell down, but we're good to go other than that. Running it down, and now Jeffrey Cavanaugh is on the clock for the Jets at pick number 11. Who you got, Jeff? Excuse me for just a second. Mm -hmm. You had the whole break. Okay, I see what you're doing. Oh, what's he doing? Oh God, I, the, uh, I, I flipped here. over just in time. He's he's got a prop. He's got a prop, Kyle. <laughs> New York oh. Jets. <laughs> the New York Jets select with the 11th pick overall, the best wide receiver in the draft. Wow. And Sam Darnold losing Robbie Anderson and replacing it with Brashad Perriman is not good enough for Sammy D to have a chance. But bringing in CD Lamb, that gives you a shot to do something, Sammy D. Ba ba da ba 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 da ba 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 da ba 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 da ba. Uh, Dave's team whooped my team, but why it's okay. You, CD Lamb's still awesome. Why are you trying to ruin Team Forty Burger for the Dallas Cowboys, Kavanaugh? Sorry, bro. I'm just being a GM. Just being a GM. Yeah, I hear you. I take CD Lamb. And the first wide receiver off the board, and it took till the outside of the top ten, which is not super surprising, seeming how the needs kind of stack up in the top ten. But we're gonna we're about to see a run on wide receivers, I think, because I've got the pick twelve with the Las Vegas Raiders, and I'm taking Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama, ah! to the Raiders. Whoa! So there's two. Big picks of wide receivers to start off our second sec or second segment, excuse me. So the Raiders are taking Mr. Jerry Judy, and now things really looking worried for Team Forty Burger at seventeen. It's not looking great. It's not looking great, Bob. All right, that brings me up, does it not, San Francisco? It does. Let's go. So actually, you guys just made this really easy on me because everybody in the world wants to put a receiver in San Francisco. It makes sense. They don't have a lot. They just lost Emmanuel Sanders. They also, their secondary is going to be decimated in free agency next year. They're like three-fourths of their starting secondaries entering a contract year. Having said that, I'm GMing, I'm, you know, best available player, obviously, but looking at what the 49ers need, with the best receivers off the board, it comes down to building through the trenches. That's what John Lynch has prioritized for them anyway. Um, give you a choice of Javon Kinlaw or Makai Becton. And with Joe Staley not getting any younger at left tackle, I'm going to take the athletic freak that is Makai Becton and anchor the Niners' offensive line for Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Makai Becton, Look left tackle. Look at him tackle. go. Look at Boom him go. go. Look at him go. Interesting. Already the third offensive tackle. Go ahead, KT. Well, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I do think that's interesting. I, I really feel like they, if Kinlaw's there, I think 49ers would love Oh, that. oh, look at KT taking shots at Dave because Dave Price but, took the guy KT wanted. Now, I also, I want to point out that I'll be shocked if the Niners make this pick because they pick 13th and 31st. And then they've got yeah. like, no picks until day three. I bet you 
they're going to trade out of 13, and it would make sense if a team wants to come up for Jordan Love that that's where it happens. I agree. I agree with you. So we go to 14, and it's Tampa Bay. And look, they could use an offensive tackle to give them a little bit of help for Tom Brady. But KT's mad at Dave. Well, no, I'm not mad at all because that wasn't what I was going to do. Because if you go look look at that Buccaneers uh, wide receiver depth chart, who do you see behind Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin? Oh, yeah, nobody. Henry Ruggs, Alabama, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was my guy. Done. What am I going to do? So Tampa's going to be Team 40 Burger. All right. There it is. I I was not expecting that one because I thought the Buccaneers, like you said, I thought you said offensive tackle was something to look at. I thought that might have been maybe an Andrew Thomas out of Georgia or somebody like that. But you go wide receiver. I'm talking about loading up Tom Brady. Is that automatically one of the best wide receiving cores in the entire league? Don't you have any – don't you want to keep uh, Tom Brady off his ass, though? Like, isn't that important? I think it is important, but they also – like, Joe Haig is not good, but they have him. It's not like they don't have a body there. Like, Cleveland didn't have a body there at left tackle. Yeah. Like, Joe Haig is at least – he's at least a body. He's okay. He's not good, but he's like – he can get through it. I think Tom Brady's going to have immediate influence, too, in that offense to just go, okay, you think Bruce Arians doesn't want a deep a deep threat? Think about that, dude. That just makes so much sense. They don't have much behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. All of a sudden, one of those guys gets hurt. The offense looks pretty stale. You add Henry Ruggs. My God, no one wants to play the Bucks. Unless they have a good pass rush. But, yeah, 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 yeah of course. I'm here. I hear you. All right, who's got this? Kinlaw. Oh, Jeff's got Denver. Okay. We're thinking. We got choices here, okay? Because Denver, what I need is I need wide receiver help. I need corner help. I need offensive tackle. Interior D-line's a secondary need, but Kinlaw's probably the top player on the board. I don't know if he's a perfect fit there if they're going 3 4. He's a wide receiver. Do I like one at 15? Not really. We're going to take Andrew Thomas. Mm. We're going to take Andrew Thomas, Georgia offensive tackle. Sounds like a reach, Jeff. Drew Locke. And well, you know, it was that or Ken Law, and I don't love the fit of Ken Law. Um, you know what? Can I undo my pick? No, you didn't turn in the card yet. You can undo it. Oh, Lord. All right. How about this? Do do what I think you're going to do. Come on. At 15, the Denver Broncos select. I have a prop for this somewhere. Uh, No, I don't have time for props. We're running late. (laughs) No, we're not running late. We're on a tight schedule. Yeah, I got you. Hold on. I'm back. I'm back. We select Jalen Rager. TCU wide receiver. Okay. So now we're just reaching all over the place. Hey, if you guys want to pretend that you're not fans of his, you don't have to be. If you want me to be the GM, I'm picking a dude that's worth worth the pick. Jalen Rager. He's a baller. You know what I would have done? I would have done Jordan Love of Utah State right there. For what? I got Drew Locke. He was balling. Drew Locke. I was going to say, Drew Locke was balling when he played. I don't know that Denver's definitely not going to take a quarterback. 
John Elway does dumb stuff all the time. Yeah. I think you guys are a bunch of haters, though. That's all I know. Why don't I take Jordan Love and I just roll the dice on one of those two guys hitting? Well, if you were the GM, you could have done that, but you weren't the GM. I took Jalen Rager in the top 15. All right. What, uh, Kyle with the Falcons. See, and this is this is starting to kind of work up nicely for the Cowboys because you, it, it, no matter what I do here for the Falcons, you're going to have either Kinlaw or Chase on on the board or even Jeff Gladney if you're a big Jeff Gladney guy. You've got all your, your pick of linebackers. But – there's a lot going on with these wide receivers going on a run here. I, I mean, we just picked four of the last five picks as wideouts, and when I said there was going to be a run, I didn't think it was going to be that concise. But with the Falcons' 16th pick, <sighs> this is tough because they just signed Dante Fowler Jr., so their their original need was edge. I probably would have taken Chase on here, but now I'm kind of thinking that a little bit. Compare Javon Kinlaw with Brady Jarrett. And I'm going to make it really happy. Oh, yeah. Kinlaw would be really nice there. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with pick number 16. Cowboys Nation is going to hate me, but Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. Yeah, i got to be honest. I, I don't know how much Javon Kinlaw fits here. If, if we assume that the Don Terry Poe... Signing happens. I'm not sure how much he fits here. Exactly. I'm not sure. What, Gerald McCoy's getting older. He's gonna be. You'll have three defensive tackles yeah. rotating, and Kinlaw will be a beast. I, yeah. What's your What's your thought process for that? Because I don't think I agree at all. Uh, my thought process is we might be shifting to a three-four. Oh so, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. Terry Poe is a four-three nose. He is not a three-four yeah. nose. I agree. <clears throat> they're playing four-three. I agree. Right. I mean, Mike McCarthy has said many times that he intends to have four down linemen. And I'm sure they'll do some multiple stuff. Like, I'm sure they will do some things in in 3-4 type of looks. But I expect it to be primarily 4-3. I think Kinlaw would be awesome here. And if for some reason he was there, I think they'd absolutely pick him. Uh, all right. Money pick. Dallas Cowboys, 17. Honestly, y'all made it really easy on me because... Most of the pet cats are gone. So, like, for all of my picks, I listed out between five and eight options that should be there. And I'm deleting them as they get taken. And so, of the three names that I put down for the Cowboys, the, or, of, like, the eight names that I put down, the only three that are left are Christian Fulton, which always felt unlikely, Grant Delpit, mm-hmm. and Caleb Von Chason. Um and if the guy's there at 17, I just this this feels like a combination, maybe not best player available, but best talent available. Like Caleb on Chase. Bail, has, bail. All right, well, you can't bail, Jeff. We're not doing trade. I know. I'm just saying. If Captain somebody, trade down would be bailing. If somebody wants to come up again, Jordan Love is still available, which seems unrealistic. I don't think that'll be the case on draft night. But if somebody wants to come up for Jordan Love, I'm all ears. I would definitely do that, looking at you, New England, looking at you, New Orleans. But if they have to pick at 17, they don't have edge rushers. I know Randy Gregory is applying for reinstatement. He would still need help. Tyrone Crawford is like a nine-year vet, and he's coming off a bad hip. I'm terrified of what the Cowboys are trying to trot out there at right end. So if I have to make this pick, I'm taking Caleb on Chase on, and I feel honestly really good about it because I think his floor 
is better than what they've gotten out of the position with recent draft picks, and his ceiling is absurd. Like, if he meets the expectations of his athleticism, he could be a freaky good player. I don't feel bad about the pick at all. Go Tigers. You heard it here first. Caleb on Jason. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> LSU. I mean, edge if, rusher, Caleb on Chase on to the Dallas Cowboys. If the Cowboys have to make that pick, like I hear Captain trade down, I get it. But if they have to make that pick, given what's already off the board, do y'all feel bad about that? Uh, I feel okay about it. I feel like it's a very boomer bust pick. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree, I f- but like what, I feel like that's any pick options? at seventeen, though. Bail. That's not an option, Jeffrey. I hate you. Oh, oh sorry. Um, let me look at my board. No, I think you're barking up the right tree. I just, I would want to. Oh, Captain trade down, two this board, all the um, way. The, the, yeah, all the, way home. the only other options would be, and this would require information I don't have on Leighton Vanderash, would be considering Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, KT, you're up next. Dolphins at pick 18. Got to get a brick wall around Tua while they were hoping they were probably hoping to have one of the top four offensive tackles. We're going to go Josh Jones, OT of Houston. He's my fifth-graded offensive tackle. It, it might be a little might be a little early for him, but I mean, look, the offensive tackles are going to go, and uh, I've got better ideas for for the next Dolphins pick at 26 in the next segment. You know, KT, I really like Josh Jones a lot. And I, I think yeah. yes, that might be a stretch because you could get him at pick 26. I don't think anybody from 18 to 26 is going to make that selection. However, I like him a lot. So if you go up and, and take him at 18, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think that's a, a solid pick. They're going to try to get a, a offensive line help, uh, specifically an offensive tackle, no matter what. I just think, you know, like we talked about earlier in the first segment, with them – Likely moving up or a big chance that they move up, you know, they may not be picking at 18 or picking at 26. So I think with one of their picks, they're going to get an offensive lineman to pair with the quarterback they take in the top 10. All right, Kavanaugh, you got the Raiders at 19. I'm going to take Trevon Diggs, cornerback Alabama ah, at 19. Damn for you. Las Vegas. Why? What happened? I just, I had my eye on him for my next pick, which honestly. I don't even like I don't like Trevon Diggs's tape that much, but based purely on athleticism and the value of the position, I do think he's gonna be drafted higher than a lot of people are giving him credit for. I saw his man coverage numbers over the last two years. This morning I was donging around looking at the numbers and Trevon Diggs when he's in man coverage is a monster. And he's only gonna get better. So uh, the Raiders, I factored in that they had already taken Jerry Judy, so the wide receiver need had been met, so I'm going Trevon Diggs. Doubling up on Bama. And then boys. with – I was looking at corner for my next pick as well, Dave. I know you just said that, but with the Jaguars at pick 20, I'm glad you took Trevon Diggs because now I've got the choice of Christian Fulton out of LSU, but that's not the guy who I'm going to take. I'm going to take my third-rated corner – Jeff Gladney out of TCU is going to ah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so I think Gladney uh, fits that role a little bit more, and the Jags uh, end up taking a corner. Oh, wait. Actually, I take that back. 
The Jacks took a corner earlier in C.J. Henderson, so I'm actually going to back that up. I'm going to pull a Jeff Cavanaugh and back out of that. Back that draft up. I was going to say, my, damn, you're just fixing bad. the whole I, I secondary see that one Henderson. Yeah, nope. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something different here. Let me. I'm gonna punt that. Who? You could go wide out here. Mm, you could go linebacker. Ooh, I'm gonna go linebacker. How about Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma? That's who I'm gonna take at pick number 20 for the uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just solely based on the fact that they already picked C.J. Henderson up at nine, and that's my bad for not looking. But Kenneth Murray out of OU. Actually, the first uh, first linebacker off the board. I think he's a, an incredible player, and I think he fits well with Jacksonville as well. So that's pick 11 through 20. We're going to round things out when we come back. 21 through 32 as we conclude our first mock draft of the year during the DallasCowboys.com draft show. We'll be back here in just a moment here on Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stack from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. So glad you're joining us. And hopefully we're bringing some entertainment here during our first mock draft of the season. We should be able to do a couple more of these uh, before the draft actually comes to fruition here in about four weeks. Jeff Cavanaugh is below me in that box down there. You've got uh, David Hellman beside me. And then Caddy Corner, you've got Mr. Kevin Turner. So glad you're with us here on DallasCowboys.com. So just to recap, I'm not going to go through the first 20 picks, but the Dallas Cowboys at pick 17 take Kayla Vaughn Chase on out of LSU, the edge rusher. Woo! David Hellman made that pick. Of course, his teammate, 
Joe Burrow goes number number one overall, so Dave gets his LSU guys, but it actually makes a ton of sense in both regards. So let's go to pick 21 and those hated Philadelphia Eagles represented by Mr. David Hellman himself. Dave, who you got at 21? So this is another one of those teams, like everybody wants to give the Eagles a wide receiver, and they need it. I get it. Uh, you know, Wentz was throwing to ball boys by the end of last season. But all we do is talk about how deep this receiver class is. And, yeah, I know Justin Jefferson from LSU is still there. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, maybe, if you're into that sort of thing. But really, I think the better value is in the back seven of the defense, which the Eagles also desperately need. Uh, their cornerback situation is not great. Neither is their linebacker situation. And... I swear to God, like, I'm not doing this on purpose, but I just think if Kenneth Murray went off the board one pick before, which he did, uh, maybe the best bang for your buck at 21 is to take Patrick Queen out of LSU. He's a great coverage linebacker. He can tackle. He's good in run support. He's, he is the modern NFL linebacker. He can play all three downs. Uh, he's useful against the pass, which is so hard to find. Ask 2018 Leighton Vander Esch about that. Um, so, like I said, receiver is the sexy topic, but you can find that later. I'm taking Queen at 21 overall. So another LSU yeah. guy for Dave. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm not Surprise. doing pr- There's freaking 30 of them in the draft. I don't have a choice. Surprise! Makes sense. I mean, after getting Darius Slay at quarterback, their quarterback need goes down a little bit. I mean, after, after getting him in free agency, so... Uh, that makes that makes sense. I got no Is problem Dave's with that. Is Dave going to take Grant Delpit or Clyde Edward Tolaire with his next pick? Why not? Clyde, all I'm saying is I don't have the Chiefs pick, but if I did, I would be sorely tempted to put Clyde in Pat Mahomes' offense. Let's go uh, to me at 22 at the Vikings. And, um, look, they just lost Stephon Diggs. So it comes down to which wide receiver do they like more. Thielen – Good route runner, bigger guy, can play inside and outside, but I think they like to keep him outside as much as possible. I think Justin Jefferson from LSU actually makes a lot of sits for the Vikings. Um, T. Higgins could be in the mix there. It just kind of depends on what they're going to want. For me, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. I, I think he would be very compatible with what Thielen already gives that offense as well. Uh, just a, a guy who's going to go catch everything, get open, be a dog. I think that's a really good replacement for Stephon Diggs. The Vikings take Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU. Hmm. Jeff? I got New England, huh? Yeah. Yes, sure. Well, that worked out. We're taking Jordan Love. There it is. Utah State quarterback. It would be so New England if they didn't have to trade up for Jordan Love, like if he actually fell that far. Yep, and that's what we're doing. I can see it happening. I can totally see it happening. I don't nah, know, man. That. Although I, the, the musical chairs are running out, though. I mean, right now Cam Newton uh, and Jameis Winston are unemployed. I, I mean, I thought Bridgewater and Derek Carr were going to go, you know, further up a few years back. You know, there's there's been yeah, a couple but, instances of those guys who are not in those top tier quarterbacks sliding just a little bit. I mean, you're not wrong, but at the same time, like, it's easy to forget, but nobody was seriously talking about Mahomes going in the top ten. Like, he was all over the board. And then Daniel Jones last year, 
people were talking about Daniel Jones at 16 to 20, and he goes sixth overall. Like, if a team thinks you can play, they're going to go get you. Yeah. So, Jordan Love off the board, and that's kind of who I was thinking for the Saints at pick number 24 as maybe a development project a little bit behind Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees did sign that two-year deal. So that might have been a little bit of a stretch. Saints really need offensive line, and they need a linebacker. But I'm also, they did sign Emmanuel Sanders to a deal, so they don't necessarily need slot receiver. Originally, I was maybe thinking like a K.J. Hamler in this pick, which would have been kind of a, a, a stretch, but only solely because of Jalen Rager being off the board. Hmm. I'm going to go with a safety here. And I'm going to take... Uh, this is tough. Do it. I'm going to take... Uh, say that again? Winfield. Do it. <laughs> yeah, Winfield's really high, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm going to take Grant Delpit here for the Saints, and he's going to stay down in the bayou. Uh, Delpit goes to the Saints at pick number 24. All right. All right. All right. All right. Vikings next. Go for it, Dave. Purple and gold already, and now you get to represent some different shades of purple and gold. Christian Bolton. Honestly, you joke. That's not going to be my pick. But you look at what the Vikings need. They need a receiver. KT took care of that for me. They also let all of their cornerbacks go in free agency. They cut Xavier Rhodes. Trey Waynes is gone. Like, I don't know who's playing cornerback for them. So... I think Fulton would make a lot of sense. I think Kyle's guy, Jeff Gladney, would make a lot of sense. Um, But they also parted ways with Everson Griffin. And I'm sitting here, you know, again, pass rusher, it's such a – it's like quarterback. Like, if you think a guy can do it, you pull the trigger on it, which is why, again, I personally don't even love this guy this much, but I'm just thinking about future dividends – I'm going to pick Yeter Grossmatos out of Penn State. No! him with Daniil Hunter and the Vikings are going to have a sick pass rush and it'll help the fact that they don't have any cornerbacks. I was going to pick him for Seattle. You're a jerk. No, I have no plan. I'm scrambling over here. Sorry, buddy. Well, I'm, ne- I'm next with the Dolphins again and I'm telling you what, the Dolphins war room just high-fived each other because the guy they wanted, they were worried the Vikings were going to take A.J. Epinesa, the edge rusher from Iowa. Brian Flores oh, would oh, love oh. Brian Flores would love to have AJ Epinesa. Safe safe bet down there, but probably gonna give you like six or seven sacks. Um, just to, gonna be really good against the run. Um, and when you have three first round picks, you get a safe pick. You quarterback, you went OT, and then you worked on the trenches again with a defensive lineman and AJ Epinesa rushing the passer. So uh, that's the pick for the Dolphins at twenty six. Wouldn't be surprised if they did something dumb and took a running back there, but uh, mm. Epinesa still on the board. Didn't see that coming. And they signed Jordan Howard. There's no real need for a running back in Miami, right? Yeah, I just said Miami does dumb things, you know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey, you're still scrambling. Okay, uh, Christian Fulton is available, right? All right. Yes, he is. 
They don't have a giant need at corner, but they don't trust their current nickel. So I am. Oh, let me make sure I have a different corner I like here. Yeah, I'm going to take because I think for me it's the best player available, and you're just going to have to make it work because the positions of need, I don't like my options for the Seahawks. I'm taking Christian Fulton. Christian right. Fulton. Can I can I real quick just weigh in on something I think to, to watch for them there? You should watch Lucas Yang, uh, Nyang of uh, TCU, who didn't uh, you know play the whole year last year because he got hurt. We've seen the Seahawks in years past take little gambles on offensive tackles who have a bit of a you know injury history, and I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle wouldn't mess around with Lucas Nyang, who's got. Really good tape when he's there, but he's got medical, you know, questions uh, out the wazoo. I like. Yeah, that. well, I'm picking. I'm picking a better player, so take that, KT. Hey, I'm just giving everyone something to look for there. Okay, so the Ravens at pick number twenty-eight, and this is going to be fun because this is kind of a guy that it seems like draft Twitter has just now started to kind of wake up on. Uh, we talk about. Their, their need at edge, their need at linebacker. Why do I think I know I mean, this, this is, is a, a lot of guys. Yeah, there's a lot of guys off the board already. There's Isaiah Simmons that's gone, Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray. Now you've got guys like Malik Harrison, Troy Dye. Uh, just some of those. Just say the, yeah, just say the name. Just I'm, say Zach I'm Bond. leading there. Zach Bond from Wisconsin is going to Baltimore, and I think that's a magnificent pick. For the that is, richer get richer Ravens, that is a really good pick. I know, yeah. There's a, there's a subsect of Cowboys Twitter that's talking about Bond at 17. I can't I can't get there yet, but it is an intriguing conversation. I th- well, I think overall 17 might be a little bit of a stretch. I mean, here he falls to 28, but. I mean, he's a talented individual, and I think the only reason that he does fall is solely based on the fact that maybe he's not as athletic, maybe, as some of the other linebackers, doesn't have as high of a ceiling, but I don't know. I I really like Bond overall, and if I'm the Ravens here, I'm high-fiving in the war room because this is a a huge pickup in the first round. All right, Dave, you got the Titans. So, actually, I was considering Bond for the Titans, so that's off the board. Titans, they need DBs. They could use some cornerback help. Logan Ryan has still not signed a deal. Uh, So Christian Fulton is off the board. So really, I'm looking at offensive tackles and cornerbacks because Jack Conklin's off to Mm -hmm. Cleveland. Uh, They replaced it in free agency, but you could always upgrade, and there's still, you know, Andrew Thomas and Austin Jackson are still sitting there undrafted, if I am not mistaken. Um... And then you got AJ Terrell and Jeff Gladney at 29. What do I value more? Mike Vrabel's like a—he's a defensive guy, but he's also like a ground and pound type of dude. They just invested in in Ryan Tannehill, and Derrick Henry's still hanging around. Oh man! If I'm just taking who I think is definitely the best player, I'm gonna draft Austin Jackson and just beef up what should already be a strength on the offensive line tackle out of USC. Mm. All right. Packers at 30. They need inside linebacker health, but a uh, help, but you know, Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen already gone. I think they would have been intrigued with Zach Bond. 
Uh, but the Packers have got to get Aaron Rodgers some help at two positions. No! One, they got to get him help at right. Delaga leaving and going to the Chargers. There you go. But they also have to get him help on the outside. T. Higgins, wide receiver, Clinton, yes! to the Green Bay Packers. They like big guys, too. We just saw them. They drafted Alan Lazard a few years ago. We've seen what they did. They just gave Devin Funches the veteran minimum for one year. Like, Devontae Adams, they know he can run routes and get open. They like guys with size, and they count on Aaron Rodgers to put it on him. T. Higgins, if he's there, I think would make sense for the Packers at 30. Well, at 31, we appreciate what you did at 30 because I was waiting. I was wait. I don't have a prop for this one, I don't think. Um, we're taking Denzel Mims, Baylor Bear, to the hey, 40 whoa. How about that? Hey, they like they like those Baylor guys. They drafted uh, Jalen Hurd uh, a couple years ago. Thought so, about uh, Lavisca Chenault, but I like that. Denzel Mims is actually my fifth-rated wide receiver, so that's that's who the 49ers are taking. Maybe we, early yes. for him. No, that ain't early. Well, it may be early for him, but but KJ Hamler could take over that Emmanuel Sanders role when they decided not to bring him back too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I think wide receiver. I they're going to address I'm not that. I'm taking position. my eleventh receiver over my fifth receiver. I'll tell you that right now. I yep. just think it, it proves the point though. Is like so everybody... that brings me to the final pick. Oh, go for it, Dave. No. Sorry, I just I mean everybody in the world is trying to mock Jerry Judy and. C.D. Lamb to the 49ers, and that's all well and good. I know, I mean, they were both off the board when we picked anyway, but it just makes way more sense if the Niners are going to make that pick, invest in an offensive or defensive lineman, because if you can get a great receiver at 31, hint, hint, you'll be able to. I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. So, with the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs pick here at 32, Man, I like I'm I'm currently looking at captain trade down for the the Chiefs overall just because this is uh, kind of it, it's dry. I mean, you look at all the needs that they need. They have interior offensive linemen, which is kind of a kind of a, a dry class already. I don't know if any of those guys are legitimately uh, a first round talent. Then you've got cornerback, which has been gutted. I mean, the top five, maybe six cor- corners. Pretty much off the board, and unless you wanted to go with like a Damon Arnett here and AJ Terrell, and then linebacker is probably where I would look at this maybe being the maybe being the the pick for get you a runner, so get you a runner. You could go running back, and you could end up stretching a little bit here. Uh, I I can't do it. I, I can't do it without with the the lack of. The lack of talent they have at the cornerback position. Kendall Fuller's gone. Breland's gone from, or at least at the moment, it looks like Breland is gone from from Kansas City. That's not official yet. But I'm going to go with A.J. Terrell from Clemson uh, as the final pick here of the mock draft, a cornerback from Clemson that uh, I just feel like they have too glaring of a need at corner for me to pass up uh, anybody else uh, that's just it's tough to, to look at because you've got so many different guys that you could maybe go with here you could even go with a DeAndre Swift or a Noah Benogany out of Alabama or excuse me Auburn but I think I'm going to go with Terrell here so that does conclude all of the draft how do you guys feel after that's all taken care of I feel like I won 
You feel I think like Dave, I, I think feel Dave, Dave got third. Uh, Kyle definitely in second, and I think uh, KT got fired. Whatever, bro. <laughs> I know I had some really good picks. I'm really proud of my teams. <laughs> Hey, it's really fun to draft for teams you really don't care about. Yeah, uh, it is. I, I, I sit there with mad two picks of the Dolphins. I yeah, not fun. But like, uh, look, Chase on for the Cowboys. Okay. Mm. Like, uh, Dave really screwed that one up. Yeah. I I demand a better I demand a better course of action than what I did based on what was available. I demand it. You know what it is. You know what it is. You can't trade back in this mock draft. <laughs> Honestly, really? I'm done. My phone's going to die. Listen, we're overtime here, Kyle. We're crying out loud. Overtime. Come on. Uh, We're just four minutes overtime. Don't give me that. Okay, so that's going to do it for the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Hope everybody is staying safe out there, continuing to practice your distancing, and then hopefully we provide a little bit of entertainment for you here in our first mock draft of 2020. We may do a couple more of these coming up over the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Anything's game because we're four weeks from the NFL draft for David Hellman, for Kevin Turner, and Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here on the DallasCowboys.com draft show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!